Well, good morning. My name is Ken, and um, I'm going to pray, and then let's get into the message. Father, uh, I just thank you for your goodness and, and for your mercy. Lord, take my simple groanings today and do something that brings glory to you, something that communicates what you want people to hear. Father, let us all have open hearts and open ears to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, and descend upon this place and bring your peace here. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you're watching online, um, we welcome you. And if you're here in person, I am the pastor, even though I'm a little weird. My name is Ken. And, uh, you know, we, we do have a great church here. And I, I hope you will continue to visit with us and, and, and stay with us online. I'm going to read our text for today. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, friends, we're in a series called Assurance, Not Insurance. And so many people today treat their faith like insurance. They, they try to buy God off with a little obedience so that they will be covered when catastrophe catastrophe comes. And then they just move on with their day to whatever is more pressing and they ignore a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us assurance. Our message today is assurance in the unspoken. We can be assured in life, even when we don't have our facts straight, when we can't prove our worth, when we don't have the right words to say, God still hears us and he still assures us of his love for us. I'm going to go specifically diving into this text. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. This word likewise connects it to everything else we've been talking about in in, in Romans chapter 8. And it connects us to what he said about the Holy Spirit and hope last week. Last week we talked that um, we will all suffer in this life, that, that suffering is universal. And we, we learned that the whole creation is suffering, that it's groaning inwardly because of the effects of our sin. But not only our sin, it's, it's, it's the sin of the whole world that has frustrated this creation And we wait with the whole creation groaning till the time that the sons and the daughters of God appear. It's waiting for us. Today, we'll learn that the Holy Spirit is is one intimately helping us to have hope in the midst of the groaning we do under our sin. He, He groans with us. The Holy Spirit is the agency that God brings assurance to us through. The Spirit, 
we've been learning, puts to death the deeds of our body or our sin. The Spirit is the one who assures us that we are sons and daughters of God, that we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit is the one that gives us the courage to face suffering and and not fall back into fear, into the slavery of our fears. The Spirit helps us discover our true identity as children of God. The Spirit is the one who confirms that adoption as sons and daughters of God, that we may cry out, Daddy, Abba, Father. The Spirit is also the one that guarantees we will be glorified with him. Paul is saying likewise because he has been talking about the Spirit throughout this, giving us this assurance. The Spirit is unseen. We don't see the Spirit. But friends, like the wind, we feel the effects of the Spirit that is unseen. So this word likewise also connects to what Paul was saying in the previous sentence about hope. The Spirit is the one that gives us hope in what is unseen. The Spirit leads and guides us into all truth so that we believe more in the unseen than what we see in this temporal world. He, he leads us to pray and to groan when we're suffering in our sin in this broken world. And prayer, friends, is, is a practice of putting our hope in what we do not yet see. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the, the conviction of things not seen. See, the people of this world reassure themselves based on what they can see, like the balance in their bank account, or how much food is in the refrigerator, or maybe even the gun in their closet. That's where they find that they are assured somewhat. But Paul is asking us to put our hope in something we do not fully see yet. The goodness and the mercy of God. And and friends, prayer is the exercise of faith that pleases God because it demonstrates what our hope is in. Hebrews 11.6 says this, Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. What did Paul say in the previous passage? He said, for in this hope we are saved. There are two actions in that verse in Hebrew eleven six. You must believe there is hope and you must seek it. If you say you believe and you do not seek God in prayer, do you really have hope in him? Prayer is how we seek hope in the weakness of our sin. Friends, do you lack the assurance of God's love for you? It's not because you're weak in sin. We're all weak in sin. It's because you're weak in prayer. The exercise of prayer and reading the word is what grows the muscle of assurance in our faith. In his word, we read this. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day 
of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1, 6. Confidence comes, friends, in believing in the truth of his word. Is what helps us in our weakness. So we believe here in this church that the Bible teaches that one can't lose their salvation. I, I grew up in a church where everybody felt that you could lose your salvation. And so everybody was not very committed, only committed to get there so that they were covered for that week. That's not what we believe. We believe no matter how bad your week goes, we can be assured of God's love and of his salvation. Because our salvation does not depend on us or our strength. It depends on what Jesus did for us on the cross, whereby he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit that was meant to preserve us in hope, even in the weakness of our sin. The Bible says this in Ephesians 2.1, that we were dead in our trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world. Friends, a, a dead thing is pretty darn weak, isn't it? Have you ever seen a dead thing lift something? It's weak. It has no power to do anything, but God sent his Holy Spirit to make us alive in Christ. And the Spirit is also what preserves us and and, and keeps us alive in Christ. See, if salvation depended on my own strength, there is no way I'd be saved. This week, there's there's no way I would be saved. My trust is in weakness, but in the strength of his promise to me in the gospel, that his gospel has the power to save me. Friends, I want you to see who does all the work in our salvation in Romans 8.30. We'll talk about, more about that in a few weeks. But, and those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. It was all God, wasn't it? It was all God's strength. It was, it was he who did this, he who did this. It didn't mention me or you. And it was God through his Holy Spirit. He calls us to Jesus through the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 3 says, No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. See, I, I can't even believe in him without the Holy Spirit Allowing me to say Jesus is Lord. It is the Spirit that births faith in you. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In the weakness of our flesh, in the efforts of our flesh, we can't enter the kingdom of God. We enter the kingdom of God through the Spirit. Jesus also said this in John 3, 6, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Not only does the Spirit birth our faith, it is the Spirit, friends, that that sanctifies us in our faith. It is how we recover and pursue God's design for our lives that we, that we might be his sons and daughters. John 16, 13 says, when the Spirit 
of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The things that we do not yet see in the flesh in which we are placing our hope. Friends, we are purified or sanctified, not through the actions of our flesh, but by the work of the Spirit living in us, revealing truth to us, and we repent and turn closer to God. What did Jesus pray to the Father? In John 17, 70, he said, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The Holy Spirit guides us in all truth. So he is the agent by which we are preserved in faith, in our weakness, in in our human fleshly sinful desires. He preserves us in faith. Even when we're weak in our prayers. What did Paul say here? He says, for we do not even know what to pray as we ought. And first, I think we ought to divine ought. The word we don't use, right? What it means in the original Greek is what is needed. We are so weak because of our sin that what is needed is for the Spirit to help us even to pray. You may say, well, I don't, I don't pray well. And I don't pray out loud. And that's why I don't come to the prayer meetings at church. I don't pray at the small group. But that's not the kind of weakness I'm talking about. See, your real weakness there is that you're putting your hope in something of the flesh. Fancy words. That you can say fancy words that other people will approve of. But if we put our hope in the ability to say fancy words, we're not putting our hope in the God. We're putting our hope in a spell. The words themselves. Or what other people may speak in the flesh. Remember, this is to set the mind on the flesh which Paul tells us is death. If you feel overly secure or insecure in your words as you pray, it's pride, which is the work of the flesh. The discipline of prayer is, friends, not having perfect words. It's having the habit of resting assured Daily, in perfect love that comes by the Spirit. The same Spirit who helps us in weakness. If you're not willing to be weak and pray in obedience to the Word of God and the Spirit of God, how can the Spirit help you? When Paul uses this word weakness, The Greek word actually means infirmity. Friends, we are sick and disabled if we're trusting in our words alone because we're weak. 
But yet we can have confidence approaching him because of his mercy through the Spirit. But, but we should never be confident in our strength of communication, the words. We must rely on the Holy Spirit that translates what's on our heart. Friends, all of our words, my words, your words, all fall short. We, we need the Holy Spirit to, to help us to pray. We need the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. I want you to think of a very small child like Aloe. He, 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 he doesn't know what to ask for. But when he cries, those two come running. I've seen it. I've seen Travis up here singing a praise and Aloe had a problem and he's, he knows what his son needs. The child's not yet mature or intelligent enough to know what he needs, but, but those parents who love him know. And this is what Paul is saying. The Spirit himself intercedes for us with words of groaning, with, with groaning too deep for words. The, the Spirit groans or labors with us in our weak state because of sin, because of our immaturity. He, he translates our words into appropriate faith communication that's pleasing to God. You know, our Pentecostal brothers and sisters use this verse as a justification for tongues, unintelligible words. But often they take pride in those words and they say that those are evidence of our salvation, which would make our words in any language our strength. Paul is clearly saying it's the Spirit that helps us in our weakness of groaning. Which is the truth of the gospel. We don't come to the gospel in some strength of a tongue. We come to the gospel in the weakness of our sin. And we are saved by His grace through our faith, not by pride in our tongues whether unintelligible or intelligible, intelligible, the Spirit aids our communication with God. The Spirit is our advocate who intercedes with God on our behalf. As children, still seeped in sin in this world, we can do little more than groan. It is the Spirit that communicates that deepest longing to the heart of our Father. The Spirit is the one who convicts our hearts of, of weakness in sin. The Spirit convicts our hearts that He is righteous and good and, and seeks, us, seeks to reward us by our belief in Him. The Spirit also convicts our hearts that He is holy and that He is without sin. And, and because of that, He must bring judgment to all who do not turn to him and groan and, and cry for mercy. The Holy Spirit, friends, does not condemn the child of God, for there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But he convicts them when they are walking in the flesh in pride instead of weakness 
trusting in the Spirit. Friends, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We are to hope in what is unseen, not as in what is seen. We do not hope in tongues. We hope in the one who translates our tongues, the one who is unseen. Saints, we do not need fancy words or tongues to impress God. We need groans to deeper words that express our needs for him. Effective prayer. Friends, it's from the heart, not the tongue. Some of the most effective prayers are one syllable. Like Peter, when he went out on the water, he didn't quite work out. His spears took over, and he started to sink, and he cries out, Lord, save me! You're thinking that was more than one syllable, Ken. But see, that's probably what Peter thought in his mind, right? Lord, save me. That's not what he probably said. He wrote that down later. But what he groaned was shorter. Something like, help! Or, he was trying to get the words out. The Holy Spirit put the right message in the text. He was groaning in a panicked tone. And that was enough. Friends, we can be assured God hears every groan because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that intercedes with groaning too deep for words before we sleep, slip into the deep depths of our sin. Paul said this in verse 27 in the text. It says, And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The he... Paul is referring to here is God himself. See, we as humans are are prone to lie to ourselves and to others. Our pride makes us mask the truth. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and and, and, and desperately sick and who can understand it? And so often our words are, are at the best are groaning lies. But you know who can understand it? The scripture says, God, God understands through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The heart is is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, and who can understand it? God, he understands. We lie often, the most to ourselves because we're weak and infirmed but the Holy Spirit still assures us we, we need the Holy Spirit to even have honest communication with God because he searches our hearts and he knows what is the mind of the Spirit his grace in our affirmity, in our disability with words. The Holy Spirit helps us come to the knowledge of the truth. Friends, we must pray for others to come to the knowledge of the truth in their weakness. It's not our words or our groanings that 
can save them. It, it is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and right now, you should be praying for others in the church to come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit because it's not my words, it's Him that's going to work. Our God is a consuming fire. He knows every thought and every intention of our heart. Friends, none of us here are, are, are fooling Him. Our, our lying and unbelieving tongues would surely kindle His wrath if it were not for the work of the Holy Spirit who intercedes, reminding him that it is his will to give us mercy through his Son. In this verse, we see the the beautiful interweaving of the work of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. It's all there. The Spirit was given to us by the Son to seal us in God's grace in our sins. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believing in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Spirit's intercession is what gives us assurance in our weakness. In our sin, it is the Holy Spirit the saying to us and, and to the Father, this one can't be condemned for their sin. You have sealed him or her by your promise through your Son according to your will. Friends, we, we should not walk in the sin. We, we should not walk in our weakness. But because sin lives in us, sometimes we do. And the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Our advocate in the court of heaven to plead our case. This is what the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle John to write to us, sons and daughters of God. My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sin, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. The text says the Spirit intercedes for the saints. The saints does not mean some kind of biblical superhero, like those that are revealed, revered in the Catholic Church. Saint here means someone who admits their weakness in sin and still believes that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Seek him by faith in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. The only way any of us in the flesh are acceptable to God. Jesus came to us weak in the flesh like a man. But because he was God, he did not sin in his fleshly weakness. Because Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He could even resist a direct assault from Satan because he was filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God's Word. Isaiah 42, 1 says of him, Behold my servant whom I 
uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. Because of his love for us, he suffered and died horribly. Because it was the will of his father. He was able to make an atoning sacrifice for our sins that takes away all of God's condemnation for sin. You can say, now, brother and sister, there is no condemnation for me who is in Christ Jesus because you are assured of that by the Spirit of the living God. The same Jesus proved he was God's Son and without sin when three days later after death he walked out of the tomb alive again and alive forever. He sealed those who trust in him with God's Holy Spirit that assures them of their forgiveness and of God's love and of their adoption as eternal sons and daughters. True children of God do not come to him in their strength. They are born by the Spirit in weakness when they cry out, and believe, just like Aloe, in the goodness of, uh, of their Father God, that he'll come running. God's word says this through the Spirit to John. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. 1 John 1.8 The Holy Spirit is who guides us to the truth, or in the truth. The Holy Spirit convicts us of the truth of our weakness and sin. That we utterly rely on God for mercy. The Holy Spirit also revealed that truth that God hears us. In the next verse, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of every wrong. Sometimes that confession is a groaning too deep for words. The Holy Spirit gets right. Friends, what is your confession today? Is the truth in you? Are you groaning? Seeing the holiness of God and the reality of the flesh? Are you groaning for mercy? Do you have peace in your heart because you know you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and you are his son or daughter and turn you cry, Abba, save me? Being assured of his forever love? Or today, do you come trusting in yourself? Maybe feeling insured because you, you prayed a little prayer many years ago. A spell that you prayed, but you've never groaned daily, acknowledging your sins against a holy God and letting the Spirit sanctify you through His Word and through prayer and through the fellowship of believers. You never believed that you needed 
his mercy to sustain you daily because you're too strong. I got it. You were never assured by the Spirit because you were not allowing Him to work conviction in you of your sin and of how righteous and good Jesus is and and, and that God has to judge sin. Today, friends, be convicted of of your sin by the Spirit and, and, and confess your weakness. Come to Him in prayer, even if you don't know the words, groan to Him. Groan to Him. Tell them you need the Spirit to preserve you in faith in Jesus Christ. Today, be convicted to believe in His goodness and in His ability to accomplish what you and your weakness could never do. Today, seek Him as your reward. Put your hope in what is unseen, the only thing that can save you, and you will find assurance of that hope through His Holy Spirit that will come and, and, and take up residency within you. And, and He will make you into a new creation. You'll be born again by the Spirit through the Father's love. You'll become a child of God. Let's groan to Him now. Father, we don't know how all this works, but we know You work through the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that Father, you send the Holy Spirit right now into this place to convict our hearts of where we need to go with this message today, what you're saying to us. Holy Spirit, come. We may not know what to say right now. Let us groan to you in our sin, acknowledging it to you. Offer a groan of praise to to Jesus, no matter how weak, that he is our answer. Father, your desire is not to condemn anyone, but to save them through your son. So, Father, do a mighty work today through the spirit that reveals the son to them. Thank you for what you will do right now as we seek you with words maybe we can't even speak. Do something amazing in us today.